You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're going to wrap up today our time in Psalm 103. And what an amazing psalm. We've only covered six of the verses. But we're talking about the benefits of serving the Lord and following the Lord, believing in Him and walking in fellowship with Him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. And here we are with the last of these benefits, and it's this one. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Now here's what it means. It means that God vindicates us. And of course, God vindicates us um, at At the end, we don't always see vindication whenever we're going through the challenges and trials of life, but we are vindicated. Uh, I I remember early on in my ministry, uh, I had some conflicts with people. And um, uh, later on, it proved out that these people were very unrighteous. And uh, I had to separate from them. And at the time, I grieved over it. Didn't want to have to separate, but it was the best thing to do, and it's how I found peace. But years later, I I said, God, thank you for letting that come to light and for letting this this, uh, me be driven away. I was driven away by the conflict. And I'm so glad that I separated because it it would really have hurt me. And at the time, I grieved over it and I counted it loss. But then later on, I started seeing, you know, had I known, had, had I been able to look forward, uh, I would have rejoiced. And, and, and later on, my name was cleared, what people said, things, charges they laid and so forth. It was not true. Those things came out. I was blessed. And, and the other thing, you know, the most important thing you can do in life is not to set out to prove that you're right. The most important thing that you can do is to live under the blessing of God. Nobody can argue with that. And, you know, there are times when you can't vindicate yourself. And and maybe somebody says something about you that isn't true or you've been treated unfairly or something wasn't done right or somebody uh, gave you the shaft. I remember there was a time when uh, we had a house for sale and the guy put $1,000 down on the house, and uh, it was, uh, at the time, it was an assumption contract. And um, most of you wouldn't know what that is, but it used to be, if you had a mortgage way back there, all you had to do if you wanted to buy the house is pay the person for their equity and take over their payments, and you, you would have to take their loan. So uh, that was an assumption contract. And so this couple came. They said, we want to buy your house on an assumption contract, which means that once they start, uh, it's done. Once they sign the contract, it's a done deal. You just have to wait till the closing period comes, and it's their house. Well, we pulled our house off the market. We went about 30 days. It's time to close the deal, maybe 45. And um, the guy decides he wants out of the deal. Well, it would have been nice to know early on, but he took our house off the market right in prime marketing period. 
and then he wanted his $1,000 back. Well, our realtor said um, he doesn't get his $1,000 back. The contract says he forfeits that. Well, the guy was a jerk about it. And he would come to our house, but he wouldn't come when I was there. He would come when my wife was at home, and he tried to intimidate her. Well, boy, that didn't sit well with me. And I wanted to get a hold of this guy really, really bad. And uh, I was in pretty good shape, and he wouldn't have wanted me to get a hold of him. <laughs> and, but it wasn't good for me either. And here I am dealing with this, and I'm really frustrated. And the Lord spoke to me and said, forgive him and let him have his money back. And I said, but Lord, it's not right. He said, I know it's not right, and I know he's a jerk. That's how the Lord spoke to me. He said, I know what kind of a guy he is. He said, but you don't have time to teach him a lesson. God said to me, I have a whole group of people who teach lessons to people like this. They're called sinners. You're not a sinner. I have called you to live in peace with people, so let go of the money. So I didn't want to do it. I felt like uh, uh, that he was triumphing, and I didn't want to see that happen. But God asked me, do you want to move on with your life and sell your house, or do you want to get in a nasty fight with this guy for the next several months? And I thought, no, I don't want to get in a nasty fight. I'm going to let it go. So I had to learn to walk away. You know, especially if you have an acute sense of right and wrong and righteousness, if you're not careful, you get caught in things like this, you get sucked into them, and you live all of your life wanting to be vindicated. And uh, so God asked me this question, what do you want to do? Do you want to move on with your life and get your house sold, or do you want to teach this guy a lesson? I said, I want to sell my house. So I gave him back the money, and in a week's time, we had another contract. Another person came in, bought it, and we moved in. We got the house that we wanted. And so I learned a lesson from that, and it was that God will set things right. Now, I don't know what happened to that guy, but I can tell you this. If he continued to treat other people the way he treated me, somewhere, somehow, somebody got a hold of him and taught him a lesson, and that's typically what happens. Now, God vindicates the righteous and I've seen it over and over and over and over again. And I can tell you, I've had a number of enemies come against me for the gospel's sake down through the years. And I've seen it happen every single time. Evil comes on them and they suffer. It doesn't always happen as quickly as I would like to do it or like to see it, but it does happen. And I've had to learn how to give that kind of stuff to the Lord and not worry about that. Let God deal with those people and you move on because you have a promise here that the Lord will set matters straight. And sometimes he does it in a way that absolutely blows your mind. Now, great story here. There's a story in the book of Acts about a young man named Stephen, and he is a phenomenal young man. He's uh, uh, selected to be a deacon in the church, and uh, he is helping to serve the widows with the daily administration of food that's given out to both the Greek-speaking and Hebrew-speaking widows in the church at Jerusalem. And along with this food distribution, he does a little preaching on the side, and he has amazing miracles. Well, that makes him a lightning rod. And uh, he, he draws critics because of the effectiveness of his ministry. And so there are a group of people who begin to argue with him. And they cannot resist the wisdom that Stephen has. He is an incredible scholar of the Bible. 
and, uh, and of Torah. He knows what he's talking about. And so their way of dealing with him is to lie about him and falsely accuse him. And so they bring him before the Jewish Sanhedrin, and Stephen is taken there, and he's given the chance to speak, and he preaches a message which is amazing. You read about it in Acts chapter 6 and 7, and it's just an incredible sermon. And at the end, he confronts his attackers with the truth, and he tells them what they've done. They have resisted the spirit of grace. They crucified the Lord. And uh, they said, what have need of we have further witnesses? They, 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 they say they're going to kill him, and they do. They stone him. But right at the very end, the Lord Jesus appears to Stephen. He sees him standing up, and the Lord stands for him. Now, when all of this is happening, there's a young man who's a part of this whole thing named Saul of Tarsus, and he wants to see Stephen killed. But something happens in that process that gets his attention so that a couple of chapters later, the Lord appears to Saul of Tarsus and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is it hard for you to kick against the pricks? In other words, is your conscience eating you up? Well, how did Paul's conscience or Saul's conscience, how did it become pricked? What was it? I believe it was what he saw in Stephen and the way that Stephen was killed and the amazing grace that Stephen had in the way he laid down his life. And so now Saul of Tarsus becomes Paul the Apostle. And he continues in an amazing ministry and he's known for his great wisdom and he has an ability to confute people who try to argue with him. He is another Stephen. And so here is Stephen whose life is cut short, but yet it's not. And it is fulfilled, his ministry is fulfilled, I believe, in the ministry of the Apostle Paul. He is vindicated. And it doesn't happen all in his lifespan. It happens in everything that goes after. And sometimes we get the vindication in this life and we get to see it all. Sometimes it comes in the next life, but it always comes. And so it is important to recognize how God vindicates and blesses, and you can't, you can't successfully persecute and hurt a true follower of Christ because God always vindicates him and he turns things around. All right, now I said I was going to do this earlier, and these benefits are like a menorah. They're like the lampstand. And the first one is forgiveness of all our iniquities. That's the first thing that God does. But because we're forgiven of our iniquities, our diseases can be healed. And then our lives are redeemed from destruction. So here you have the forgiveness of iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns us with tender mercies, loving kindness, tender mercies. And He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles and then He vindicates us. These are the seven things but they all start because we have had our iniquities forgiven. That's how God works. It's an amazing thing. And so these seven blessings belong to you. Meditate on them. Write them down. Study them in the scriptures. 
and begin to believe that these are yours because they are your benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And it's when you begin to believe them and say them, expect them, that's when they begin to come on your life. Well, we're not done with the Psalms. We're going to pick back up here next week. I hope you'll join me for that. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.